today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. How about this one? This is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. Like they get that, right? To which they usually say something like, well, hey, listen, we could spare ourselves both a lot of hurt here. You don't have to do this if it's going to hurt you more. I don't want you to be hurt more than me, no less. No, we discipline because we love. And so too is this true for our Heavenly Father who disciplines us. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. In the immaturity of youth, it's hard to understand a parent's discipline. If they really love you, how could they say those things? Or worse, administer painful consequences? As Pastor J.D. will remind us in today's message, God, in His perfection, is not okay with leaving His children in their destructive ways. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. We're currently in the book of Hebrews and today's text is going to be chapter 12 verses 4 through 13. The writer of Hebrews continues and by the Holy Spirit writes, verse 4, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And verse 5, Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one He loves, and He chastens everyone He accepts as His Son. Endure hardship as discipline, verse 7. God is treating you as His children, for What children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live. They, verse 10, disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline (laughs) seems pleasant at the time, you can say that again, but painful. Later on, however, It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, verse 12, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet 
so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. So the text we just read really speaks for itself, right? So can we just close in prayer? No. Well, I want to talk with you today about those times in our Christian lives when God deems it necessary to chastise us and discipline us. More specifically, why it is that He will oftentimes give us what has been referred to as a spiritual spanking. And even further, I want to also, in so doing, talk about what that discipline, that spiritual spanking in our lives accomplishes in our lives. What follows are three reasons. Three reasons as to why it is that God disciplines us and I'm going to say this for a reason. I think you'll see why here in a moment, but all three of these reasons are such that we would all do well to understand, lest we misunderstand. And that's the problem. And I do want to address it. Let's start with this first one in verses 4 through 6. God disciplines us because He loves us. How many of us as parents have told our children before we discipline them that we're disciplining them because we love them? And how many of our children have responded with something like, can you love me less than? (laughs) Or how about this one? This is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. Like they get that, right? To which they usually say something like, well, hey, listen, we could spare ourselves both a lot of hurt here. You don't have to do this if it's going to hurt you more. I don't want you to be hurt more than me, no less. No, we discipline because we love. And so too is this true for our Heavenly Father who disciplines us because of His love for us. Here the writer of Hebrews is quoting the Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. And he does this, I hope you caught it as we were reading the text, but he does this by way of a reminder. And it's, it's not just, hey, remember, no, it's, did you forget? And that's a little stronger. And when somebody says, hey, remember, it's kind of like, what, remember what? But when somebody said, did you forget? No, it's a little stronger, carries with it more strength. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. Did you forget the why behind the what of God's discipline? The why is because He loves you. And like with them then, we too now, and listen please, because this is the problem we have to address, We all have this propensity, proclivity to misunderstand His discipline. And if we misunderstand, misinterpret, perhaps better said, why it is that He's disciplining us, then what 
will oftentimes ensue is resentment. In fact, some of your translations render it as such. Don't resent it when the Lord disciplines you. Why, why would there be that potential to resent it, to become resentful when God deems it necessary to discipline us? Because we don't understand why. When we truly understand that God is doing this because He loves me. In fact, if God did not discipline me, that's worse. Because that means He doesn't care. Well, let's bring it into the the family room of where we all live on a day-to-day basis. Your child needs to be disciplined. You've had a long day. I mean, you are tired. You've already sat down. You've already eaten. (laughs) And, I mean, you're just exhausted. What gets you up out of that chair to mete out the discipline of your child? Is it not love? I mean, (laughs) I'm so tired, but man, I got to do this because I care. We had a thing with our kids growing up. They talk about resent it. They, they got pretty tired of hearing it. We would say something to them along the lines of, you know, if we didn't care, we wouldn't discipline you. We would just say to you, yeah, it's fine, go ahead. Go juggle knives on the H3. I don't care. That's why they have the problems they have today as they've grown up. But you get the point, right? If a parent doesn't care, they're not going to do anything. The fact that a parent will discipline their child, it must mean they really care. They care enough to get up, they're dead tired, and deal with the issue. Why? Because I can't let you get away with that, because I love you too much. Now let's take that out of the family room into the text in its context. How much more so with our Heavenly Father? He loves us so much, infinitely more. And so when He disciplines us, we need to understand that that's why. He loves me so much. That's why He's disciplining me, because if I don't grasp that and embrace that and understand that and instead misunderstand that, I'll resent it. And here's what happens, and I can write the next chapter in this book, and so could you, by the way. When that happens, when we misunderstand that the discipline is because of His infinite love for us, when we misunderstand it, then it has this effect of distancing us from Him. And nothing can make the enemy happier than when a Christian, when disciplined by the Heavenly Father, distances themselves from their Heavenly Father. When I say this is a problem, that's almost an understatement. And I'll just speak for myself in my own life. Early on as a Christian, I viewed the discipline from my Heavenly Father through the lens of the discipline I was on the receiving end of from my earthly father. And it took me many years to disconnect disenfranchise the two. 
Because see, my earthly father disciplined me and I resented it and I distanced myself from him because of it. And we did not have a good relationship as a result. And so when now I'm as a child of God on the receiving end of discipline from God, the the tendency is to default to the same thing. Oh, God's mad at me. I really blew it this time. Well, that's how I would respond with my earthly father. I would try to sleep in and not wake up until he left the house. And I would try to be in bed before he got back to the house just to avoid him. He was always angry at me. I'm sure I gave him good reason to be. But see, I associated discipline with anger. And we're going to talk about that more in a moment. And so when God starts disciplining me, I'm equating it with God is angry with me. No, God is not angry with me. Nothing could be further from the truth. The opposite is true. God is disciplining you, not because He's angry with you, but because He loves you. Well, now that's going to take some time for me to (laughs) understand, because I've always equated discipline with anger and mad and how could you and I've told you till I'm blue in the face and you've said all of these and probably more. How many times have I told you and I've had it up to here with you. I mean my mom finally got up to I don't know where she couldn't reach that far. I've had it up to here with you. Oh and then how about this one? This was a good one. You wait till you have children of your own. My mom would say that to me with her thick accent. She would hit a certain tone and I just would, I didn't hear anything. All I heard was, you wait till you have children of your own. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then we had children of our own. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, mom. Of course, she'd already went home to be with the Lord. I didn't have a chance. But no, but I think about that often, by the way. Had I known then what I know now, oh man, I brought my mom, bless her heart, to tears so many times. And, but I also knew how much my mom loved me, different than my father. I had a much better relationship with my mother. So when she disciplined me, of course, she was the softy. You know how it is, right? One's the real, you know, you wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> that was probably what it was like in your home. It's, it's worse when they say, you just wait till your mom gets home. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's the man's role. But when she would spank me, it was kind of like, you know, this <laughs> little little tap. And of course, I'd play it up. Ah! You know, I'm screaming, I haven't even spanked you yet. What's the matter? But I could tell that that it was really hard for her. And she didn't want to do it, but she knew she had to do it because she loved me that much. Let me just say one last thing on this before we move on. If we as Christians can can get this, I think it'll solve a lot of problems in our Christian lives. If we truly understand that the discipline that God disciplines us with is because of His love. If we can get that and get past that, it's going to be a game changer in our lives. And not only 
does the Lord discipline us because of his love for us, he also disciplines us because he accepts us. And that's our second one in verses 7 through 9. He disciplines us because, well, we're his children. (laughs) I know that's a firm grasp of the obvious, but think about this. As a parent, are you going to discipline someone else's children? That's not to say that you don't want to sometimes. You know, you're out eating dinner and kids are, you know, rowdy and throwing food around and the parents are doing nothing. And you're like, man, that kid needs a good spanking. What would happen if you got up and spanked somebody else's kid? How's that going to work out for you? Well, for lack of a better illustration, that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. (laughs) By the way, the fact that you're even being disciplined by your heavenly Father, you know what that means, right? That means you're His child. I know that's deeply profound, but I wish there was another way. I wish I could get a plaque, child of God. No spanking needed. I'm a child of God. See, here's the plaque. Nope. How do you know I'm a child of God? Because He disciplines me. That's how. He disciplines me because He accepts me as His child. This is why it is, I believe, the writer of Hebrews is drawing this comparison between disciplined by earthly fathers and disciplined by our heavenly Father. And here again, we, we, we have to deal with the elephant in the room, as they say, because the biggest problem is that we're so accustomed to being disciplined as children out of anger. We've all done it. There have been times in my parenting, and by the way, I have to confess, and I've shared this before, I'm just being open and candid with you, but I've started and owned and operated businesses, and I've planted churches and pastored churches, but combined, that's nothing in terms of the difficulty compared to parenting. The hardest job. I've been a pastor, a business owner, an employer, but combined it's not as hard as being a parent. It's hard work, not for wimps. And this issue of detaching, disenfranchising the discipline from anger. He's not angry with you. This is evidence that he's accepting of you. This is evidence that He loves you, He accepts you, and oh, by the way, it's also evidence that you belong to Him. Because if He didn't discipline you, guess what? You would be illegitimate. You'd be illegitimate. Now, in our day, that packs no punch. But there was a time not so long ago to be an illegitimate child whose father is, we don't know, that's why you're illegitimate. You were sentenced to a life of misery and poverty. You were an outcast. You were never accepted. You were rejected as an illegitimate child. It had profound implications on the life of that child. So don't be in too big of a hurry to read over and rush past words like legitimate. I'm, I'm a legitimate child because I belong to my father. 
He's accepted me as a child. I belong to Him. I'm a child of God. <laughs> Let me try that again, because <laughs> that's a good pride, by the way. You, let me try this. Do you know who my daddy is? Yeah. yeah. Do you know who my father is? No, who's your father? Well, he's so-and-so. Oh yeah? That's nothing. My father is God. <laughs> Take that! No! Yeah! No way! Way! My Father is the creator of the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. And you know what? He's even told me that I can call him Daddy. No, wait. No, wait. This is, this is important. I want to share with you again, very personally, very candidly, something that changed the complexion of my prayer life in ways that I never imagined. And I never looked back. I always know I made a good decision when my only regret is that I didn't make it sooner. A number of years ago, I stopped praying. I'm talking about my own prayer life. Our Father which art in heaven. I'm not being disrespectful to the passage where Jesus taught the disciples when He was asked by the disciples to teach them to pray. But it was too formal. It was too detached. It was too distant. It was too... You know, and the Lord ministered to me, wait a minute, you can call me Baba. That's Arabic. In the Hebrew, it's Abba. We had a a guy when we were on the mainland, he's a tour guide in Israel, stay with us in our home. And I had him speak at our midweek at the church there on the mainland. And as we were leaving, his children said to him, by Abba, and my two boys, young at the time, said, by Baba, as we left to go to the church. And it hit me. You know what Baba, Abba is? Abba Father? Papa, Daddy. Now some of you are like, now hold it right there. This is God we're talking about. That's the problem, isn't it? How much will change if you just talk, which is what prayer is, by the way. It's just talking to your daddy. Now at first, I got have to confess, it was, it was like, you know, saying daddy, daddy. And it was like, oh man, I'm looking for the lightning bolt to come down. Where's the reverent fear of the Lord? <laughs> no, he said, call him daddy. Call me daddy. It took a while, but it wasn't long before... Every time I talk to him, I say, Baba, thank you, Baba, thank you, Baba. And there's an intimacy there. And there's a relational dynamic there that is so powerful. Because now, when when you can transition from God to Daddy, you think about Dad, Mom, how much you love your children, What would you do for your children? There's nothing you wouldn't do for your children. It's been said that you're only as happy as your saddest child, and that is true. How much more our heavenly daddy. Think about how much you love your children. Your child comes to you, and they ask of you as their daddy for something. What are you going to say to them? They ask for a fish. You're going to give them a snake? If you do, see me after. We need to lay hands on you and not in the way you might think. 
That's what Jesus said. You're earthly fathers, and you know how to give good gifts to your parents. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Hebrews is rather enlightening as it traces all the history and traditions of the Old Testament, but ties them into the significance of Jesus and the New Testament. Essentially, Jesus is the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament covenants and symbols. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus became the sacrificial lamb. It would be fascinating to have been a Jew during Jesus' time and to then later realize that Jesus was and is everything he said he would be. To fully understand the newer things, it's important to go back and appreciate the older ways, how it was done prior to Jesus coming to earth. The book of Hebrews is a wealth of knowledge and a resource for this exact thing. If you're just getting into this study and want to listen to other teachings from Hebrews, we invite you to go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. You can find more messages there. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join us on Sundays or Thursdays at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Until we meet again, we encourage you to dive deep into God's Word, looking for nuggets of wisdom and insights that God wants to teach you right in the book of Hebrews. As we look forward to next time, we trust that you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. Come back again for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.